Hey, it's episode 153 of Griff's Brain Dump. It's me, Griff, obviously. Happy New Year! It's the first pod of 2020 from Griff's Brain Dump. Uh, how you all doing? Yes, I guess I technically took a week off uh, last week. So that's the first week I've ever taken off with the podcast. Um, why? Because it was on my honeymoon. I was on my honeymoon and I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> that's that's all it was. It was, uh, it's going to be honest with you guys, it came to the, the Sunday, going Saturday actually, and I was busy coming back uh, from Semenyak to buy, so I couldn't be bothered. Sunday was out all day, and I was like, okay, maybe when I get back I'll do it. And then the Monday was out all day. Then it got to Tuesday. And I was like, fuck them. <laughs> Can't be bothered to do it. So I'm sorry to you regular listeners. I'm sorry um, that I wasn't there. But, hey, did you miss me? Did you miss me? Guess what I came back to? How's your 2020 been? Your New Year's resolutions? I, I didn't make any. Like I say, it's the start of every New Year. Don't make them. Um, but my 2020 has been pretty rubbish so far. Um, granted, it started in Indonesia. It started in Bali. That was great. And then coming home has just been downhill since. Uh, first of all, the weather. Okay, I know it's not particularly cold. It's about 7 degrees. Uh, but I was in temperatures of over 30 and living in utter luxury. And now, back home. That's number one. Number two. Number two is this. Um, I'm not sure when it happened exactly. But I noticed on Saturday morning, annoyingly, at just after half twelve, that my car had been driven into. Had been hit. And like all these things in life, it just piles on, doesn't it, right? It is the thing. It's uh, it's not just one, it's not just a door that's been scratched. It's not just a wheel arch either. It's just a little bit after it's three different panels that have been damaged. So and I just and the reason I say I discovered it after 12:30, because 12:30 is when the company I've leased the car from, their office shuts on a Saturday. And the approved garage for my brand of car shuts at 12.30. So, brilliant. Also, number three, which was number two until number two happened. Uh, number three, I think maybe... Did I tell you guys that I had shingles last year? Just through stress and just being... Uh, just kind of just being worn out, really. I'll tell you guys about that. Well, I had it. I had shingles. And I think it may come back. Very mild rash that I had. Then it kind of flared up. Went down the day after. But I've still just got tingling where it used to be. Now, I don't know. So I've just taken... I just went to, went to uh, the hospital. Called my GP. And then went to... Um, pick up my prescription and I'm back on the antivirals don't know why I've got it again don't think I was stressed out don't think I was stressed out it's the most relaxed I've been all year 
on holiday in Bali. But then it dawned on me, it hadn't flared up, or it hadn't, like, felt like it's irritating me. If you don't know what shingles is, it's a neurological thing. It's one of the herpes. So, I've got herpes. <laughs> um, but it flares up like when your immune system's down, you're feeling run down, and then it just kind of, immune system just falls apart a bit. Something like that. Um, but it happens like when you're stressed, tired, underslept. And I was like, I've, I've been sleeping brilliantly on this trip. Then I realised, no, because I've just flown back from Indonesia. And what did I try to do? I tried to stay awake for the whole 19-hour journey. <laughs> Successfully, I did do that. So imagine that we woke up at 4am in Bali, got to, um, took off at 8am, then landed in the UK at 7pm. So these are all local times, I'm saying. And you've got to bear in mind that Bali is eight hours ahead of the UK. So the 7.30pm landing in, in the UK was actually uh, three in the morning. Is that, is that right? Is that good maths? Yeah, 3.30 in the morning. So I'd been awake since four, landed at 3.30, didn't get home till 10, which means that's 6am. I was up for 26 hours. Um, I guess flying at altitude, being in a plane, probably put my body under undue stress. And uh, yeah. But, did I have jet lag though, did I? So, probably worth it. Yeah? That's right. Get shingles or have jet lag. Which one would you rather have? Probably jet lag. Pro uh, yes, I, I got that one wrong. Got that one very wrong. Um, but yeah, how was my honeymoon? I hear you asking. Great. Best holiday I've been on. Um, it's really good. It was really good. Did did we argue on holiday? I don't think we did. Don't think we did. And uh, we had an agreement before the holiday that I could be as annoying as I wanted. But as annoying as I wanted... Be myself. That is what she actually meant. I could be myself uh, on the holiday as long as I agree to take pictures of her. Now, when I say be myself, uh, she finds me annoying. And she's aware that it's not actually always me being annoying. It's her being slightly autistic. Okay, I'll give you an example of, of my wife. She does not repetitive movements. Here's one. Um, once when we was in Costa Rica, there was a boy sat on another table. You know when you cross your leg and your foot just like dangles? It just kind of bounces up and down. Yes, she could see that in the corner of her eye and it almost ruined her whole dinner to the point that she was going to get up and tell the boy to stop doing it. I was like, please do not do that. Uh, one, you don't know the boy. Two, he doesn't need to stop. It's his own goddamn leg. So shut up. Now she it's she is as annoyed by it as she's also aware of how ridiculous it is to be annoyed by it. But she's annoyed by it. So I do things just sometimes to annoy her and sometimes just being me. So that was the agreement. She says she wouldn't get annoyed by anything I did. As long as I took pictures. So I was her personal photographer and 
that's that's what I've signed up to, guys. That's that's what a relationship's all about. And you think once you get married, it's going to stop? No, more photos. Um, now, here's the thing as well. I don't like photos. Or just kind of posed photos. Like, for me to be in. So, a lot of the time, it may have looked like she was just on the honeymoon on her own. <laughs> Getting fantastic photos. But, no, it was me taking amazing photos. Amazing scenery. And be fair, she'd go, hey, do you want a photo? And I'd be like, no, not, not really. I don't know why. I've just never been that person that goes, look, I'm here. Someone take a photo of me here. I'm just like, I, I know I'm here. I mean, I don't need to tell you. I need to show you that I'm here. Get out of my face. Um, but no, uh, yeah, it was great. Great trip, though. Great trip, great photos. I took great food, unbelievable food. Um, and the deal we had in our villa, so our villa had like a private pool and stuff. The deal we had is we had a, an hour treatment every day. Um, imagine that. Breakfast could be brought to our room. We had a choice of restaurants to go to. And the restaurants are actually very different, which was nice. Um, we had a choice of, we had like an, there was an organic restaurant where basically everything was grown in their farm on site, uh, which I think that's pretty cool, right? Then it's right next to the A Young River. They had their main restaurant that just had all different foods and stuff. And then we could have breakfast just sent to our room, which was lovely. We had that once. We had a floating breakfast one day as well which was good. Um, that was a gift from the hotel. Because basically, when we got there, our villa, because it was raining, and it was the first day of rain they've had, because it's the rainy season in Bali. However, that was the first day of rain they've had. And it came down to the point that it um, basically got through the roof of our villa that we was meant to have. So water was leaking in. So they were like, oh, we're really sorry. We're just trying to sort this out for you. Um, so you're in 132, but um, we'll try and move you out. And then Naomi, cheeky as ever, goes, maybe an upgrade. And it's really funny because um, she's good at speaking to people in a different language. In, I mean, speaking in English, who doesn't, who don't speak English. I use unnecessary words. She just gets straight to the point, speaks English for someone who can speak it as a second language. So she was like, upgrade? Upgrade because room wet, not very good. So upgrade. And the guy's like, oh, no. We, uh, because you have second highest, upgrade is the the big one. And she's like, how many of those are there? He's like, just one. It's basically, it's called like the Royal Villa. <laughs> So when he goes, you're, yeah, we'll try to find you another villa just like this one. And we got moved four doors down to 136. And both her and I were walking in going, please let this one be leaking. I want this place flooded. And we walk in there and it's bone dry. I'm like, God damn it. I wanted the free super upgrade. So they'd have to give it to us. You can't give us two wet rooms. But um, yeah. But we didn't get the super upgrade, and our villa was was fine. But I tell you what, the wildlife 
in Bali. Jesus. Um, we did all right. We're not having many stuff in our room. We got bitten a few times. Whether by mosquitoes, I don't know. But we got bitten a few times. But they have these crickets. And the noise these crickets make is so bloody loud. I can't imitate the noise. Um, but it's it's just the sound of the jungle. It is, it's like a siren. It's ridiculous. I thought I generally thought it was monkeys making the noise. But it's these little crickets. Um, geckos. Again, they make a noise. I've, I've perfected this. The gecko noise in Bali. Ah, 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 ah. That's that's what noise a gecko makes in Bali, and it's hilarious because um, we could hear it on top of our roof. It's like raw. That sounds like it's in the room. Said that a few nights until one night we saw one just run across the wall. Um, she freaks out. I was all right about it. <laughs> so um, so cockroach again. Proper tropical cockroach, huge. And uh, I'm gonna be honest, guys. She doesn't know this. She doesn't listen to the podcast. Um, her mum listens to the podcast, so she'll probably report this one back. And um, I don't mind. She can find out now. <laughs> so in the middle of the night, I woke up. Or early morning, super early morning, not middle of the night, super early morning. I woke up, go to the toilet, come back, look at on the floor, see a huge cockroach on the floor. On its back. I'm like, is that dead? Or is it just somehow falling on its back? I don't know how this has happened. Cockroach can fly, right? Oh, God. Wait, it looks pretty dead, though. It's not moving at all. And in my head, I was like, I should get rid of this cockroach. Then another part of me says, no, don't. Not yet. And here's why, guys. This, this is a little bit of secret, secret how, how to do marriage. Is it my job to get rid of dirty bugs and creepy crawlies as the man in 2020? Do we have gender roles? Listen, maybe not. But yes, it was my job as the man to get rid of this cockroach. So why didn't you do it, Darren? Here's why. Because I wanted my accolades. That's why. I knew that if I got rid of this cockroach without her seeing it, it would have just been a shoulder shrug of, hey, babe, do what this morning? I saw this massive cockroach. I got rid of it. She'd be like, oh, okay, thanks. Or she would have even gone, probably weren't that big. So I was like, do you know what? I'm, I'm leaving it there. I'm leaving the cockroach there. And I went back to bed, went to sleep. Guess what happens? Two hours later, when we both wake up properly, she screams. Oh, my God, it's a cockroach. Ah, screams. Oh, no. And and she kind of just, like, runs away from it. Now, I come out to the toilet. And I'm like, oh, you said there's a cockroach. You not got rid of it. She's like, no, it's too big. Don't expect me to do it, do you? Darren, please get rid of it. I then got rid of it. And then she was like, oh, my God, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, God, really appreciate it. And I was like, aha. Aha. Got my accolades. 
That's the way to do it, people. I mean, if you're going to do something nice, make sure people know you did something nice. It's like giving money to a homeless person. What's the point? Unless there's someone to take a photo of you doing it. Or you write a status about how you did it. That's how you do. Uh, what else do they have? They're toads and frogs. One of them. Um, I didn't know, and I need to research this. There was this frog at night time. And I find frogs horrible because they just jump. And I like animals that jump. Um, plus, I'm in the rainforest. I don't know if these frogs are the ones that, if their skin touches you, your leg falls off. I don't know if it's one of those frogs. Probably not, but I'm not trying to find out. But anyway, this frog comes, is in the middle of the path. We're like, cool. I'm trying to think, are frogs like pigeons, where if you just walk towards it, it goes away? Or is it an aggressive frog that's now going to attack if I approach it? Do you know what's going on? And this frog just sat there in the middle of our path. I wasn't pretending like I was unfazed. I was fully phased by this frog. And I was like, oh, I just want it to move. It needs to move. I was like, babe, just stay there. Let's see if it moves. And as we walked towards it, it jumped away and squirted something backwards. And her and I literally unashamedly just both screamed at the frog. <laughs> we didn't know it did that. We didn't know frogs did that what was it was that poison was it poo was it emptying his bowels to move quicker we, we don't know don't know but yeah then um yeah we went on tours went to panida island which was just an instagram tour i'm telling you all the, the tour guide do do is take us around different spots go take a photo here and take a photo here. there's no culture no history lesson nothing like oh this is what the people of this island do and that blah 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 and this statue means this and blah 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 and this happening this year this is commemorate that nope nope nothing like that but um what else happened um we sort of tour went to this place that have um that's this coffee made by made by the lawak lawak creatures lawak cat and it's basically this nocturnal animal that's kind of like like a fox, but like a cat. Beautiful animal. But uh, by all means, we've been told it's very aggressive and we'll tear you up. Uh, but basically, what these animals do, they eat coffee, these coffee beans. Um, then basically strip the beans of one outer layer. Right? Then they poo it out. And then what this uh, park, what people do in, in Bali is then they get the poo, wash it four or five times, then peel the coffee because it's still in its shell. Then wash that a few times. Yeah, then crush it up, make it into coffee, drink it. Apparently, this is the most expensive coffee in the world. Now... When I hear stuff like that, I'm like, this is just banter. This is banter gone too far. This is where someone's gone, how much do you reckon we can make someone pay for coffee that someone's just pooed out, that a cat has pooed out? We'll tell them it makes it really good. Now, how much would someone pay for that? Around $3. When I say around $3, that, that's how much I paid. <laughs> 
it was a very small cup and because he was on the site we got it cheaper now some of you think darren did you actually drink coffee that went through that process yes i did because when in rome and all that stuff and was it the nicest coffee i've ever had no but did it taste like a cat had chewed it up and pooed it out no not that either it was a taste that i probably could have gone my whole life without tasting but i felt like i just had to do it because i'm there and it's only because I found out that the coffee was still in its shell. I was like, all right. If it wasn't, it was just like it stripped off everything and then you just melt that down to drink it. I'd be like, no, that's that's too far. But, um, yeah. So they, they eat their, drink their cat poo coffee. Was it delicious? No, wasn't, wasn't worth it. What else can I say about Indonesia or Bali? The currency is stupid. They need to change it. They need to rebase it. They definitely need to rebase their currency. Um, put it like this, guys. You've got to remember, uh, we was in an all-inclusive resort. Uh, so, all-inclusive resort, right? But uh, drinks weren't included, so we had a drinks bill. Plus, we had to borrow money from... Um, borrow money from the hotel because there's no atms nearby we had to pay one of our tour guides okay so my bill for the 10 days we were there right for extras so just drinks and borrowing money 3.1 million that's right i was spending millions i was balling I felt like the richest man in the world. You have two drinks. How much is that? So that's 240,000, sir. So that's right. I spent a quarter million drinks. It's nothing. It was silly. Silly, silly currency. Yeah? And we just didn't know whether it was being conned or not. Because of like, oh, how much is this? Oh, that's going to be around 1 million. One point, like we did one tour that cost us 1.7 million each. And so. She's like, do we want to play 1.7 million? What is that? The currency conversion, 40 quid. It's like, actually, it's probably fair to play 40 quid. They got a tour each. 40 quid each, okay. 1.7 million each. But it, the 1.7 million for the two of us, it just sounded ridiculous, though. The price just sounded ridiculous. But um, so you need to, they need to rebase their currency because it's just daft. It's stuff. Even all their menus, they don't have like the, the last three numbers for the thousands. So if a drink's 70,000, they'll just have 70 on the menu. Then at the bottom, say, all prices are stated in, in thousands. And so, well, you look clearly think it's stupid. Get rid of it. But, um, yeah. That's it. Um, what else happened while I was away? I saw Wiley and Stormzy on the madness. Um, I don't know either of them. But it seemed a bit unprovoked and a bit weird from Wiley. Um, what else happened while I was away? I saw Craig David trending on New Year's. Don't know what that was about. Uh, but it seemed like people either really loved what he was doing on New Year's Eve. Or they flipping hated it. Some some of the tweets got really personal like, Oh, he's been in the game for 20 years. He was a bellend when he began. He's a bellend now. I'm just like, jeez. Just say you like his music or you don't. I mean, Craig Davis doesn't think that warrant him being a bellend. <laughs> um, 
I'm trying to think what else I saw online on the line. I don't think I saw anything on the line. Uh, yeah. See, but it's weird being away for Christmas though. This is first time I've ever been away for Christmas. Uh, I spoke to my brother today, and he said, "Yeah, it didn't really feel like Christmas. It felt a bit odd that you weren't there." And I was like, "Oh man, that's sweet." But yeah, it was a bit odd being away for Christmas. Or because being away was fine, just the lack of Christmas normality, where it's family, Christmas food, Christmas weather. I don't know, there was just that, that was just a bit odd. So yeah. But um, what else, what, what else uh, can we talk about? Uh, plays football today. Both my hamstrings stayed intact. So that's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, I don't know what else, what else to talk about over there. Um, don't anything, yeah, don't think anything else happened this this week that I want to talk about. No. That's it. I think that is it. Um, no. So, okay. We get on to Dear Deirdre because I can't think of anything else that really stood out from from the trip. And um, so far it's good and I, I say it's highly recommended. I, I recommend it definitely. It's a really good trip. Um, dear Deirdre, let's let's find you. Uh, oh. So I've just uh just uh geez what oh so I'm connected to the Wi-Fi that's why. So I'm sat in the car outside the house and it's going really slow. I was thinking, why? Why is it doing this? Oh, it's connected to the Wi-Fi. Oh, jeez. Come on. Wi-Fi is very good at the hotel. Give you that. Kind of being kicked out. Uh, it's all right. Um, ah, I watched Kevin Hart documentary when I was away. That was um, interesting. Not very enlightening, though. Um, and watched some films as well. What's downsizing? That's though I want to talk about the film downsizing to someone else and the concepts behind it because I thought it was a really cool idea. Um, but you know, like in most American films, it's just a love story. Now that doesn't matter what other themes there are; it's it's just a love story. But yeah, it's a good film. I'll give you a quick synopsis of downsizing. Basically. Some Norwegian scientists have found a way of shrinking people to like, I don't know what the fraction is of their size, but imagine humans that are now the size of like your thumb. Like I'm talking about not your whole thumb, like where the knuckle, the top knuckle to the, to the fingertip. Like that's how big humans are now. And they shrunk down to that size. And basically what they offer is that you can liquidate all your assets, then join one of these kind of, get shrunk down and join one of these worlds and stuff. So for example, um, and obviously you can have, you can buy all these things, but they're built in a smaller size. So you pay much less. So what, so I'll give, not a spoiler. So the couple, they had savings if they liquidated all their assets of $170,000. 
And they're like, oh, that's not a lot. The guy's, yeah, but once you're in Leisureland, which is the place that they've created for small people, um, that you can live with that for like 20, 25 years. So what? How? Because, oh, sorry. Yeah, if you translate that into the currency down there, your spending power is the equivalent of 12.5 million. It's like, oh, shit. So basically, obviously, if you get struck down, you don't, you, if you paid like 400 grand for a house, think about all the building materials, the cost of the land, you don't need to spend that much. This woman had like diamond earrings, necklace, uh, and ring together, cost her 83 quid. <laughs> So is that, I thought it was a really cool idea, like, would you get shrunk down? Would you do it? I guess like most things, it depends if I can bring my family and friends with me. That's what it's about. But anyway, dear Deirdre, I want to see my secret son after a one night stand 20 years ago, but my wife will be upset. Depends how long you've been married for. If you've been married for less than 20 years, tell her shut her face. Yeah, because that's your kid. I don't know why you haven't seen your kid. Um, but if it's more than tw- you've been married for more than 20 years then that's a conversation and this is an L for you because no one told you to go outside your marriage and have a kid but let's see I had a one night stand 20 years ago when my wife and I had split up after a row ah how long have you split up for just that night do you know what Gary get out so fine guys are my mum's and, you know, this is like 6pm. He's gone to his mum's. About 8pm. He's just gone to the pub. He's got really drunk. Gary's hammered now. It's 10.30. Then he bumps into Kate. Is that... Gary Reynolds? So, oh, my God. Is that Kate Hawkins? Yeah! Oh, I ain't seen you. I ain't seen you since school. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Still in the area? You still in the area, Gary? No, I'm just visiting my mum. Oh, dear. Oh, just, yeah. Are you married? Oh, don't know. Don't know right now. We're on the verge of splitting up, so separated. What about you? I have divorced now. Oh, want to go have a drink? And then now it's, what, 12.30? Last orders. Ding, 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 ding. All right, people, get out. Get out of the pub. She's like, do Come back tomorrow to have a, have a drink. Gary's like, I'm pretty single now. I've been single since 6.30. And he's gone to us and it's just an absolute session. And then he wakes up next morning to a text message from his wife going, that I love you. And maybe we just need to have a little chat. I'll see you at the house later today. He's like, oh, shit. (laughs) Gary, you tart. Anyway, so now the son who resulted from the night has turned up wanting to get to know me. Oh, he's turned up. Okay, my wife and I got married just at just 21. Far too young. We are 42 now. Ah, so you're one year in. You weren't even... Well, okay, yeah. Well, you're one year into your marriage, not one year into your relationship. Things were great at first, but my wife became pregnant quickly and our daughter was born 11 months after we wed. It was a difficult time. My wife became wrapped up in our baby and seemed to have no time for me. For me. Um, 
she lost interest in sex and our relationship went downhill. I've heard this can happen. Um, I saw all my mates going out and having fun. I couldn't help comparing their lives with mine. I tried to tell my wife how I felt, but she was not listening and we split up for six months. All right, six months, that's long enough. That is long enough for you to, uh, especially if you split up, for you to, you know, have some fun. Get you in the way, Gary. Um, during that time, I went out with loads. I met loads of girls. One evening, I met a pretty girl in a pub in town and went back to her flat. Went back to her flat with her. I hope you went back with her. Just went back to her flat on my own. Just like you. Just like going through all her drawers and made a big profile of her. Um, she was 20. We had sex and it felt so good to be wanted. I imagine. The next morning, she said she was starting work as a travel rep in Greece. And, f- and the following week, so I forgot about her. Then my wife asked me to try again. She said she realised how difficult things had become and wanted to make our marriage work for our daughter's sake. We put the past behind us, got a relationship back on track. We've had two more kids, another girl and a boy. Last month, I had the biggest shock of my life. A man came and told me I was his dad. He told me his mother's name, how we met, that she had gone abroad soon afterwards. It all fits together, but I had the DNA test done to be sure that he is my son. He's not, he is a nice lad and the image of me. He's 19 and told me he had been searching for me for two years. We had met up three times since then and he wants to carry on seeing me. He was really pleased. Um, he has a half brother and half sisters. I realised I had to tell my wife and she is very upset about it. I do not want to hurt her. I know it will take time, but I want to get to know this lad. All right, this situation, listen. Your wife's going to be hurt. You've got to be empathetic about that, right? You've got to understand how she'd be hurt, why she'd be hurt. Because, you know, that's your little family. It's a nice, nicely knit unit. And now you've got a new son that's come along. But she's also going to be empathetic that this is a 19-year-old lad who had nothing to do with his own procreation. Um, he wasn't actually procreated in circumstances that actually make you an arsehole. Nor did you hide your son. You only found out as well. So everyone's just got to put on their big boy and big girl pants. However you identify. Or if you wear pants. If you choose not to wear pants. You choose to be a nudist. I don't know. Listen, I'm not trying to offend. If you put on your big boy pants, big girl pants. I'm just going to get on with it. Does he have to be at their Christmas dinners and stuff? No. But come on. You've just got to... She's got to let you get to know your son. And then he's got to get to know his brothers and sisters, man, because that's all mad. So, yeah. Sorry. that You've just got... you got to push it over so I want to see my kids. Um, right, sex quiz. God damn. What is sex quiz? That is a title and a half. My younger cousin keeps asking me about... Ask me questions about sex and I don't know what to say. Or how old is your cousin? Let's see. My young cousin keeps asking me questions about sex and I don't know whether I should answer. Or are you a boy or a girl? Or is she a boy or a girl? Like she contacts me all the time by social media. She said she thinks of me as her big sister. So you're both girls. And can confide in me. I am 22. She is 14. Ah. See, now 14 is that age. Let's be all realistic that there's a chance... Um, she's 
doing stuff, maybe. Could be starting doing stuff, think about doing stuff. But hormones are definitely fully kicked in. Even if she's not her friends, maybe. It's there, though. She needs some guidance. Um, I'm not saying, oh, yeah, she'd tell her how to do things. But you should be giving her guidance on, you know, what could be coming her way. You know, and how to deal with that. Um, just one of those ones. Let's see. Um, I said I'd keep what she said confidential unless she is in immediate danger. She tells me stuff she's done with boys. There you go. As I said, um, I've said she shouldn't have sex until she's 16 and must use protection. But I don't think I can change her views. I mean, that one, you should, that's just the law, isn't it? You say that because it's the right thing to say. But you meet some people, um, I guess they are children by law, who are like 14, 15, and their head's just screwed on. Like, the dying feels like if they have sex with someone their age, I'm talking about, you almost feel like that's not the biggest deal in the world kind of thing. It's like, all right, as long as you use protection, you look safe. Okay do that and then there's some 19 20 21 like 34 year olds whose lives are such a mess it's like you shouldn't be allowed to have sex <laughs> not you so that but you gotta draw the line somewhere uh let's see change view i am happy she feels she can turn to me but um am i doing the right thing her parents would be furious if they knew she what she has been up to well you said that she can speak to you confidentially so you'd be an absolute dick if you used to tell her parents what she's told you. She hasn't said anything off-key. And that, um, if you don't want to be confided in, then you need to tell her. All right, you can't tell me stuff like this anymore. But now you, she's lost someone who is older and has her best interest in heart. That if she was actually in any dilemma or pickle, you'd hope that she would talk to you. So, it's one of those ones, the horse is already bolted. She's already had sex. So, there's no point telling her, you shouldn't do that, because she's going to do it. You can tell her, I don't think you should have done that, but don't let that be the basis of whether you look out for your little cousin. That ain't right. You've got to look after your cousin. Um, right. Let's see. Betrayal. My fiance says she has feelings for my brother, so I don't feel I can marry her. Jesus. Jesus Christos. Dear Deirdre, my fiance has admitted to having feelings for my brother. I love her, but I don't think I can get over this. We have been together for two years. The other night, she got emotional and said she had something to tell me. If she's banged your brother, then I don't know why you're still umming and ahhing. She says she has feelings for my brother, and he has and he has done ever since we got together. I think he feels the same. He's single. Oh, sorry. She's a thing for a brother and has done ever since we got together. Shit. Well, I think it feels the same. I'm 24. She's 23. My brother is 27. She has nothing. She says nothing has gone on, but the news has floored me. Of course it has. She insists I'm still the one for her, but I just want to end it and start afresh with someone who wants me to be with me i don't think i can trust her anymore my brother has a tattoo on his arm and she has tried to get me to have one just like his now it feels like she's been trying to make me look like him jeez um no you um 
Yeah, he's just got to cut your losses. But, trust me, you're going to cut your losses. Guess what's going to happen? They're going to get together. And she's going to be in your life forever. Will you be able to cope with that? You'll only be able to cope with that if you find someone better. But when you start getting fat and you start looking ugly and your brother and your ex are at the dinner table acting lovely. Hey, what are you going to do? No, you go be at parties, and people are gonna ask them, "How did you meet?" And you're gonna be there, like, "Oh man, not this story again." Which is really funny, actually. So I was with his brother. I know, can't believe I was with him. Uh, <laughs> I know he's like, uh, well, like a foot shorter, doesn't even go to the gym, uh, rubbish teeth, and he's balding, and he can't even grow a beard. And then I know. Oh, to be honest, I fancied his brother. I fancied, uh, you know, I fancied James ever since I saw him. I was with Gary for a bit. I always bug off Gary. I was with Gary for, you know, four years, but <laughs> James, Gary, come on, guys. Just, just have a look. I mean, come on. Just, it's a no-brainer. Ah, oh, yeah, luckily, yeah. Uh, Gary ended it with me and gave me a clear run at James. You know? And now me and James, we've been together forever. James earns way more money than Gary as well. <laughs> Oh, this, I don't know. So, yeah, you just got to end it. End it, because what's she going to do now? I've got, oh, you know, I promise I'll stop having feelings for your brother. It's just awkward, man. It's just awkward. Right, I think that's the end of the pod, because I'm, I'm getting cold now, and I want to go in. And, uh, yeah, I'm tired. So, that is the end of the pod. What is happening this week? Nothing happening this week, except for my birthday. I'm going to be 32 this week. And um, this birthday is so underwhelming that I've realised only today that I keep on telling people the wrong day for my birthday. That's how little it means to me. I keep on saying, yeah, no, my birthday is this day. And people are like, okay. Because in their mind, they thought they knew my birthday. And it's like, it's actually the day after. So yeah, but it's my birthday this week. I'll be 32. How I celebrate, I don't know. My wife's offered to take me out or make me food. Like, one of my favourite dishes. Making food just so long. I don't want to put the pressure on her. I'll just go out. <laughs> don't worry, I'll go out. I'll even pay for my own meal. I don't care. I just don't want to put the pressure on her to have to make me something really nice. I like her food anyway, so. Um, right. I think that's the end of the pod. I ain't got anything else planned this week. No, so that is it. I'll catch you lot next week. And that is it. Peace. I've said peace, but I haven't actually got the app open to close. All right. Peace. <laughs>